very warm welcome everyone to the Digital MH Next Steps meeting here in London. That's Digital Mental Health Next Steps. And I'm here with Professor Sonia Johnson and Tom Steer from UCL. Um, and you've put this day together. So Sonia, give us a bit of an overview of why you've arranged this event. Okay, well, a couple of reasons. We're here today to reflect really on where we are with digital mental health research, particularly where it applies to mental health services, so people with relatively severe mental health needs. And I think we're at a point really where there's some uncertainty about which direction we should go and what sort of research is really needed to move things forward and get digital mental health tools that we can actually use day to day in NHS mental health services. So I guess two questions. One, one is what sort of studies we should be doing to get usable and evidence-based tools for assessment and treatment in mental health conditions like psychosis. We're a number of group, among a number of groups who've done studies looking at self-management digital tools. We've developed a tool called My Journey 3 with various collaborators. There are other similar tools like the one that Andy Gumley has very helpfully come to talk about today. And they're all at the stage where we've done feasibility studies, there's some evidence that they're okay. But the question is really, what should we do next? Should we be doing individual trials that might take quite a while of these tools? Should we more be focusing on things like usability and acceptability and trying to do quick studies? Should we be trying to integrate them with broader mental health care and self-management and do trials that look a bit different where they're part of a sort of blended intervention. So I'm hoping there's going to be quite a lot of discussion today about that and about which direction to go and also about another really big question for us which is that there's so much digital tech around in mental health but a lot of it is used very little at least in any sustained way in NHS mental health services. So the question is really, what can we do as researchers to try and understand better how to actually get things implemented in a sustained way in mental health services? And that's hopefully what we're going to focus on for in the latter part of the day. It's something we may be working on in the policy research unit at UCL and King's and I'm hoping for some discussions with some of the very interesting experts we've got along today about which direction it's likely to be most fruitful to go with that work. And you mentioned this My Journey 3 app, yeah. which is this app that you've developed for people with psychosis, a self-management app, yeah. and then studied in the ARIES feasibility yeah. study. Do you want to give us some kind of top-line messages from that work? Yeah. So it's an app that's based on some work that Sarah Armani, who's now at Time to Recovery, Time for Recovery did in Surrey and Borders a few years ago. We've developed her app further and worked with service users and clinicians and so on to try and get something that really fulfills some of the basic tasks 
that people would like to be done in early intervention and psychosis services for self-management, but that maybe aren't done currently as consistently as people would like. So we've looked at tasks like relapse prevention work, setting recovery goals, monitoring for early warning signs and responding to them, and tried to develop a personalised app that allows, that supports those aspects of self-management in collaboration with clinicians. And we've done a feasibility study, which means we haven't been looking for a definitive result. We don't have the numbers for that, but we've looked at, is it feasible and acceptable to use this app? Do people carry on using it? And is a trial a feasible and acceptable way of testing an app of that nature? And the study in which we've done that is called the ARIES study. It's in submission at the moment, and hopefully it won't be long before it's out and available to people. One of the things that I often think about as somebody who uses digital tech myself to self-manage my diabetes is how that kind of compares mm. to mental health. You mm. know, because tech in diabetes is quite well developed. Yeah. I've got a phone, I've got a sensor on my arm, yeah. I can scan, I can find out my blood sugar, I can really use that to, to self-manage. Mm. Um, and my doctors are fairly kind of on board with that. And so are my primary care nurses. We look at those mm. results together. Mm. Do you think we're there in mental health? Do you think that health professionals are as on board with digital as an intervention? I, th I think they like the idea, but no, I think we're clearly not. I think it's not in, as far as I know, it's not in sustained use in many places. There are lots of instances of trying things out, of developing things that look quite promising, but in terms of stuff that's really rolled out and not abandoned and keeps going in a sort of useful way over time, I don't think we've got very far. I think in primary care mental health services, for instance, in IAPT, more, there's more. People have got further. But in secondary mental health services for managing severe conditions like psychosis and bipolar, there's a long way to go. Actually, there's quite some way to go for implementing self-management generally. So, in a way, ARIES needs to be seen as part of that picture that we know that as with many long-term conditions, physical and mental, self-management is a very useful intervention but not well implemented. And I think looking at the digital part of that is really an element in thinking how are we going to get to a point where it's absolutely routine. And I think we could do with looking to physical health to think how to do that because as you suggest I think there are quite a few models where with self-management generally people have got supported self-management people have got quite a lot further I'd like to just add as a note that it's supported self-management that is likely to work for long-term conditions and that we're really interested in so it's not about pe cutting people loose from services and letting them just get on with it with no support it's about self-management tools where people can increasingly be empowered and take control but still with the support and involvement of professionals and of workers where they need that support yeah thank you 
So Tom, I'm, I'm really impressed that you haven't just organised a boring academic <laughs> dissemination event. You are presenting the results or some of the early findings of these, this area's work here, but you've organised a much bigger event. You've got lots of different people, lots of different perspectives. Do you want to give us a bit of a flavour of what's happening here today and who's talking? Uh, yes, I'm delighted that we've got such a wide variety of speakers coming today to present. Um, so Sonia and myself will be discussing the area study and talking about what we found um, and the methods behind that. And then we'll also have uh, my colleague Maria, who worked at UCL for the last year, looking at a large review of published literature of digital health research, um, and mainly looking at the methodologies behind that, such as RCTs or qualitative studies, um, and having an understanding of what's going on there. Um, we've also got Andrew Gumley presenting the Empower study, um, which is, again, this is a smartphone app based on self-management principles and um, monitoring early warning signs. And we're going to be hearing from him about what they found and what next. Um, we also have Mark Brown um, presenting and talk, giving us a talk about um, what will it take to get digital tools into regular use into mental health services and how researchers need to work to get that to happen. Um, and then following that, we have a panel with Mark Brown, Andrew Gumley, uh, Dan Robotham from McPin, and Lucia Valmagia from King's College London, who will be discussing the next steps into researching digital tools for mental health settings. Um, so that's our morning. And then the afternoon, we've got a really interesting uh, discussion based around what we need to do to implement digital tools into uh, NHS settings. Um, so we'll have uh, Golna Arif Adib uh, talking about her recent uh, Lancet Psychiatry Review, uh, looking at um, the implementation of digital tools. Um, and factors and barriers that affect uh, service users and carers from accessing them. Um, and then we'll be going into some wider group discussions about what uh, research needs to be done in this area and what we need to focus on to uh, increase in, in a, um, implementation of services. Brilliant, thank you. So we're live streaming those two panel discussions in the morning at um, just after 12 and in the afternoon just after 3. So people can watch those if they're following online, they can ask questions or make comments. The hashtag is digital. MH Next Steps. Thanks a lot for joining me. Thank you. Thanks.